going to take you to Luke chapter 18. As you're moving there to that chapter, I want to just tell you some of the things that I have felt since the beginning of this year. The Lord opened up our year at our new location where we are pastoring in Flatwoods, near Flatwoods, Kentucky. It's Raceland is the actual community. If those of you that's ever been in that area, they have a lot of overlapping communities. And uh, Flatwood and Raceland are on top of each other. But we are endeavoring to see souls saved for the kingdom of God. God put it in my heart at the beginning of this year to lead our church in a 21-day fast. And it was to be a fast of intention. And that's exactly what God brought to my mind as this year began to roll forward. Everything has to be done with intention this year. No longer is there time to just haphazardly do things. We've got to be with full intent. And so it's with this that I bring you to Luke chapter 18. And beginning at verse number one, and I do want to give honor to Bishop St. Clair and his wonderful wife, Sister St. Clair. These are not just, not just people I know. These are people that have loved me even when I was unlovable. Amen. Give honor to your wonderful pastor, who I am, of course, disappointed that he wasn't able to be here, but I am so thankful that God's opened the opportunity for him and his wife to minister in a foreign land today. It's all about the gospel. It's all about the gospel. Give honor to them tonight. And of course, the memory of my bishop, the one that I grew up under, my father in the gospel, Brother R.B. Bingham. And of course, Sister Bingham. Give her honor tonight. I feel the urgency to go right into the word, so I'm doing things intentionally. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. That sounds like intent right there. Saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man, and there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me. This widow troubleth me. I want you to hear it right there. I want you to pay close attention to what is being spoken by the Lord here. I will avenge her, lest her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, now Jesus said this, Hear what the unjust judge saith. Now I automatically have heard people say, well, God... Was he saying he was like the unjust judge? I'm going to tell you, it's, it's, it's the exact opposite. All right. God is not the unjust judge. 
but Jesus is letting you in on a inside of a man's life who did not fear God. He didn't take into consideration God's power, but he was a very vicious man. But this widow, there was something about her approach. And if you were to look at this in the Greek, you would find out it's more than just her coming to him. It is she's in the process of coming. And while she is coming, she is saying what she wants. Bishop, you were right on target this morning. I don't want to waste my breath tonight. She came declaring what she wanted from that unjust judge. She said, avenge me of my adversary. And verse 7 says this. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? That sounds like intention to me. Though he bear long with them. Now here's the point. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. He's not going to waste time. I will avenge them. He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Amen. Bishop, would you ask the Lord to anoint these lips of clay tonight? Master God, we thank you for your presence that's evident in this house. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And let this people, God, be ready, yes, Lord. God, to receive the word, to yes, speak Lord. of the word. Believe in you for a move of your spirit in this place, in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we thank him together one more time before you're seated? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 says this. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, into the land which I do give to them even to the children of Israel. Listen to this. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you as I said unto Moses. Every place that your soul treads on. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even into the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee in all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. I'm speaking on purpose tonight. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting out very slow on purpose here tonight because everything that I'm saying 
is on purpose tonight. There's not a guess to, this is not a might so. I believe I've heard from the Lord for this congregation, for this hour, for this moment. Be not, or he says, sorry, be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commandeth thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make that, look what it says, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Now what it says? And then thou shalt have good success. See, I, I figured success was good, but he said you're going to have good success. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. Let me say that again. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Now that I've taken time to intentionally read that scripture very slowly and very plainly, I am now ready to let God preach through me to the rest of this service. By the help of the Lord tonight, I want to preach on this thought. Faith to walk in your inheritance. Faith to walk in your inheritance. Jesus asked the question. He said, when I come, will I find faith? When I come, will I find faith? This morning, I felt the anointing so powerfully in this house. And when Bishop got up and began to preach, I knew that God had become, He had come into this place to encourage somebody to let them know He's got your number, He's got your back, He has your answer and he wants to do something mighty for you tonight and I'm wondering will you have faith to believe let me tell you where faith comes. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How shall they hear unless they have a preacher? The preacher has to preach by faith. The preacher has to preach under an anointing. The preacher has to preach by the saith the word of the Lord. And I'm telling you, when it all gets right, when it's all in place, God begins... Oh, he begins to give visions. He begins to give dreams. He begins to give power in places that you never thought were possible. I'm here to declare tonight, God is getting ready to open some doors in Anderson, Indiana that everybody said was closed. No, sir. No, ma'am. It's not closed. God is getting ready 
to make a move like never before. God said to Joshua, he said, get ready. Because I'm going to raise you up. I'm going to raise you up. Because my servant Moses is dead. Hear me. We're not under the law in that aspect any longer. We're not under a Moses anointing any longer. The Lord showed me this in my spirit early on. He said, I'm no longer working through a Moses ministry any longer. He said, I'm now working through those who understand that they're walking under a Joshua anointing. I guess i got to lay a little more groundwork here. The name Joshua is the same name that's translated Yeshua or Jesus, if you will. And I want you to understand, in this hour... In this day, we don't have to turn back to Judaism. We don't have to turn back to laws that say do this, do that. No, what we need to turn to with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength is to that Joshua anointing. And that is the anointing that Jesus sent on this earth after he went through the grave, after he went and resurrected. And not only that, he went on up into the heavenlies. So many are falling prey to ideology that you have to be a Jew. You got to act like a Jew, think like a Jew, speak like, pardon me, I'm sorry if this goes against some of you, but I'm feeling this so strong in the Holy Ghost. It's all right to, to read. It's all right to study. But let us not get captivated so much in the thought process that we get bound up in laws and particular things. We need to get focused on Jesus and realize that his power is stronger than anything. Oh, can I get a witness in the house? I hope nobody misunderstands what I'm saying. I love, I love to hear how Judaism connects with Christianity. I love to see how all of these things were schoolmasters. And that's what it is. That's all it was. And that's the way we need to get back to. We need to get back to the realization that we don't cumber ourselves with all kinds of hand-washing Types of situations, uh, all kinds of certain dresses, uh, putting on a, 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 a cap uh, and saying, oh, it's my Jewish heritage. No, what God told through the Apostle Paul was, don't turn again uh, to the beggarly elements uh, of which you came from. Know that the Jesus that set you free has set you free uh, and given you a new law. Am I preaching to somebody? Jesus wants to know, are you going to have faith when he comes back? Ooh, I feel that anointing. I know I'm going to lose friends and lose influence some people, but you know what? There's only one person 
that I am aiming to please tonight. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because at the end of this night, when I go home and I lay down my head on the bed, I'm going to be able to lay down in peace and know that I've spoke what He wanted to speak. This is a big platform up here. I need to stay put for a minute. Catch my breath. Wow. He told Joshua, he reminded Joshua, he said, one thing hasn't changed. Brother Snow, he told him, he said, everywhere your feet go, I'm just going to take and be me. Everywhere my feet go, somebody needs to hear this. Oh, we got time. Some of you ready to run? Go to Walmart. Go eat out somewhere. That's all right. Right now I'm speaking faith. I'm walking in faith. I'm going to trap around this place. I'm going to walk in faith. I know what the devil's tried to do. He's tried to take it from you. But I got news for him tonight. God gave a promise to my leader. He gave a promise to Joshua. He said everywhere your feet walk, everywhere your feet trod, everywhere you try to go, every place that your foot goes, You just keep on going. Keep on going. Why? 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 I'm going to tell you why. Everywhere your feet goes. He said, I'm going to give it to you for an inheritance. Oh, let me not miss this. Come on now. Come on now. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Man, if I had ability, I'd go all over this house. Oh, somebody. Oh, somebody. I hope you're getting the vision tonight. Everywhere your feet goes, you're going to inherit it. Do you have faith to walk into your inheritance tonight? Do you have faith to believe the one who's made a promise is going to keep that promise? Some of you. Been praying a long time. Whew. Catch my breath. I'm not going to waste my breath. I need every ounce of it. Some of you been praying for some loved ones. You've been believing for a long time. And you feel like you're far from an answer. But God sent me here tonight to tell you, do not give up. Do not quit. Do not let the enemy tell you that there is no hope because of the fact that God sent a little man like me to preach a big message like this to tell you that God is getting ready to give your family the biggest breakthrough that you've ever experienced in your life. Oh, I speak life. 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 I speak life in the name of Jesus. Son of Bahia. In the name of Jesus.
The enemy tried to kill us with sicknesses. He tried to kill us with depression and discouragement. But I'm going to tell him tonight. I'm not going to waste my breath. I'm telling him tonight. Healing is here. Do you have faith to walk into your inheritance? It's yours tonight. It's yours tonight. Look at your neighbor and say, it's yours tonight. Do you believe it? There's such an anointing up here. There's an anointing all over this house right now. I saw it this morning. I don't know if you called a dream, a vision, but I spoke of it this morning when I was sitting back there. I saw it flow in here like a mighty rush. I said it was like a mighty rush. And it was more than just water. It was water with fire. Joshua, get up. Because it's your anointing. It's your anointing that we're now living under. Every place that the soul of your feet tread as I've said unto Moses he said I'm saying it unto you I don't want y'all to feel left out over here as I said unto Moses I say it unto you as I said it to people in Kentucky I'm saying it to people right here in Anderson, Indiana, my God is bigger than any situation. He's bigger than any problem. He's bigger than any He's bigger than any sickness. He's bigger than a depression. He's bigger than anything that would cause you to want to quit. But you've got to have your mind made up and you've got to walk like you've never walked before. I'm just going to speak this out. I just felt it come. Somebody's facing some legal issues. I don't know what they are. But I'm here to declare to you tonight. I'm not being trying to be somebody super spiritual. But I've got to declare it. Get ready. Because God is going to turn that around. And it's going to, it's going to amaze you. It's going to amaze the family. It's going to amaze everybody involved because they're going to see the mighty hand of God. Say, preacher, why don't you call me out? I shouldn't have to call you out. You should just have enough faith in your heart to to hear the word of God and just jump up and say, I want what belongs to me. It's mine, devil. It's mine. 
You've tried to take it, and I don't give you permission. You don't have permission. You can't have my baby. You can't have my husband. You can't have my wife. You can't have my health. Because it belongs. They belong to the Lord. From the wilderness of this Lebanon. That's what the scripture says. From the wilderness. Some of you have been walking in wildernesses. Ever since the beginning, probably the end of last year. It's been even going round and round and round. And you keep saying, Lord... When's this going to end? Oh, I'm talking to somebody's right here. You know why I know? Because I got lost in prayer in the prayer room back there. That's why I was late coming out here. Because I felt the Holy Ghost. And I asked God, I said, God, don't let the words be my words. But let every word that is spoken be what you would say to your people. Because I'm doing it intentionally tonight. Everything has to be done intentionally. From this Lebanon. Now this ain't the same place of Lebanon where all the the trees of all the oil come from. This is talking about a high white mountain top. He said from this high white mountain top here all the way, all the way to the river Euphrates. I know there's big talk right now. Euphrates is drying up. You know what? That does, that does something to me. But I'm not even worried about all that. Because my righteousness of getting out of this place is not dependent upon things that are happening in Bible prophecy. No, no. What, is, what I'm waiting on every moment is that one minute, that one second. That is hanging over my head. And that will be when he descends on a cloud. And he shouts with a voice of an archangel. And he says, come on up here. But the interesting thing about Euphrates. The word means literally. It means fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Oh, don't you miss the promise. He said, from this mountain of snow all the way down to the area of fruitfulness in your life. He said, I'm going to give it to you. You may be broke today. But if you'll do what God says to do, He's going to give you. He's going to give you a landslide of opportunity to bless the kingdom of God. Oh, some of you. I think y'all are wishing I'd jump off of here. That ain't going to happen. It ain't that high, but I'm going to tell you, 
I don't have enough faith. That's why they created steps. Much nicer. Much safer. Some of us let the devil get us up on the pinnacle of the temple. Say, cast yourself down if you're a child of God. You know what? We need to do like Jesus said. We need to get in the word of God and say, devil, it is written. It is written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You say, well, you're talking about yourself. You better believe it. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost in me. When you have him in you, you don't let the devil come along and tell you a lie saying he don't love you. He ain't going to work for you. God loves you and he wants to do everything to help you make it. Next time I come, I'll be in better shape. I'm going to be in better shape tonight before I'm done here. Amen. It's okay to have a little laughter. Amen. I'm not even going to go there. Oh, come where Jesus is great and he loves you. Jesus loves you so much. I'm sorry. I'm meddling. <laughs> Folks, walk around like you're a child of the king. Put a smile on your face. Put your head up and say, I don't have to, devil. I don't have to bow my head in shame because you keep throwing up my past. Let me remind, I know this is a, a regular saying. You remind me of my past. But guess what, devil? Let me remind you once again where your future is. Jesus stepped on your head once and the next time it ain't going to be just your head. It's going to be a flaming sword coming out of his mouth and it's going to consume you, devil. Oh, I got half people over here that believe it. What about you folk over here? Jesus is coming back and this time it's going to be with the word and power of that word. He's not going to waste his breath. He's going to speak. And everything that is against God will come under his power. Will you have faith when he returns? Will you have faith to walk into your inheritance? Oh, I want it tonight. I'm watching the time. I'm watching the time. Anybody ready for me to quit? I'm glad because I'm not ready to quit yet. I feel the Holy Ghost. Joshua didn't just hear the word. He became a doer of the word. I said... Joshua, you may think this is silly. That's okay. You'll remember it. Joshua said, or I said, Joshua was a doer of the word, not just a hearer.
you know what I'm doing? I'm intentionally walking this place. Because God done showed me that if you'll have faith, He's going to show up tonight. I've been preaching a long time. And I come through a period where I thought I had to do everything to please everybody. But you know what? This year has shown me that God is the only one that I've got to please. And the only way I can do that is to do this intentionally. Is to get in the middle of His Word and trust Him through the Spirit and know that He is going to do great things. Brother, I love your Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Yes. You believe Him tonight? You believe this word is true? You begin to walk every step and claim it. Don't waste your breath. Claim it in the name of Jesus. Walk by faith right now, brother, in the name of Jesus. Feel an anointing. He shot out on a Mahaya, Shandal on a Mahaya, he shot Totoyana Mahasikia in the name of Jesus. Oh, I loose you in the power of the Holy Ghost. Let God use you. Let Him use you in a mighty way in Jesus' name. I hope this is not out of order, Bishop. He shot out on Mahaya in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Shandalalahaya. He shot Joshua was a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. He told them in Joshua 3 and verse 3 it says this and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest and the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Then in verse 5 it says this, And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves. Let's not get all righteous and indignant right now. But let us just simply understand what it means to sanctify. It means to set yourself apart. Holiness still matters. Oh, holiness still matters. Because God said, I'm a holy God. You can't walk into the presence of a holy God with unholiness in your heart. I'm asking, do you still have faith now? God, I believe in this very day and hour, He is looking for real people. He's looking for people to let down the facade and start living what they're supposed to live. They start living by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. When you do this, you will have audience with Him every moment of your day. 
I know it's dangerous to be a guest speaker and preach holiness. I'm at home. If you don't agree with holiness, blame my elders who raised me. I'm going to tell you what holiness has kept me. It has kept me from the lion's den. It's kept me from the fierceness of those who intended evil against me. When I stand in holiness before a holy God, He promises, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Somebody hear me? The problem that the Israelites had was that they did not believe God when He said, I'll not leave you, nor will I forsake you. They forgot it. They forgot it. But all through the Scripture, we find it over and over and over where Jesus said, I will not leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. Oh my, my mind just went back to those early childhood days when we used to have in-home group gatherings and testimonies were given in those in-home group gatherings. And I can remember, I don't maybe remember names, but I do remember instances where they would stand up in the middle of those times and they would talk about how they were going home either from the grocery store or from maybe their place of employment and there were some evil men who would come up behind them ready to do evil with evil intent and they cried out, Jesus! Jesus! And all of a sudden those men, the account says, they turned and darted away. I don't know what they saw, but I have to believe that Jesus, either he showed up or his angel showed up. I remember another story of a lady who had, she was walking and two big dogs came after her. And she stopped and she said, in Jesus' name. And those dogs tucked tail and ran the other way. Is there anybody that remembers those stories? Anybody in here remember? I got one back there that does. Maybe others in that house. But I'm telling you what, those were real stories. And those caught my attention as a little ruddy boy. A little boy that didn't know any better. I got to see faith in action. They were simple, maybe simple-minded, but they knew who they needed to call on in the time of trouble. And I'm here to tell you, he has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to come up here because some of you look like you're scared of me. Don't be scared of me. I'm nobody without Jesus. I, I remember one elder used to say, he said, I can't raise a gnat or make a flea come back to life. He said, all I can do is call upon Jesus. He said, he's the one that makes a difference. 
Oh, I don't know. Am I among apostolics here tonight? Let me read on. Verse 6, it says this. And Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, look at it. This day, this day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel. That they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Now in verse number 10 it says this. And Joshua said, hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you. The living God. Not dead God. Not a God, little G-O-D. No. The living God is among you. And you're going to know it. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. Some of us need to get in the Word like never before. And we need to get in the spirit like never before. Because when you do, you're going to start doing things intentionally. And you're going to start feeling. And you're going to start knowing. And you're going to start seeing God show up in your circumstance. Now that's shouting stuff. And that He will... Now, I'm not wasting my breath tonight. He will, without fail, look at your neighbor and say, He will not fail. Don't say, don't say, He will not fail me yet. I think we need to take the yet out of our vocabulary. Because if you're trying, if you're trying to have, whoo. If you're trying to have a Holy Ghost move uh, and you feel like Jesus might fail you yet, you're wasting your breath. He'll never fail you. He'll never fail you. Bishop, am I doing okay? He will never fail you. You might fail him, but he don't fail you. And the good thing about it, the good thing about it is if you fail him, the Bible says we have an advocate with the Father. You know what an advocate is? It's someone who stands in the gap and stands in your place and says, I'm going to fight for them. Matter of fact, matter of fact, everything that you're bringing against them, Here, let me take his place. Let me take her place. I'm wondering, is there enough faith in this house for you to walk into your inheritance? Is there enough faith in this house 
for you to walk in your inheritance. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how much you failed. If you'll come back to God tonight and be faithful to Him and say, Lord, forgive me and let it come from your heart, Jesus is going to show up. He's going to give you back what the enemy's tried to steal from you. I'm careful. I'm careful. But I'm saying this because I actually mean it. If the devil would show up right now, you know what I'd want to do? You liar! You thief! You ungodly creature! You uncircumcised devil! Whatever I could think to call him. That's godly. So, I hope tomorrow morning some of you wake up and when you get up and you get in front of that mirror and you hear that voice speak to try to tell you oh that brother he didn't know what he was talking about he was lying he was telling you all these lies I hope that you look the devil right in the face I'm going to let that sink in. Don't let it go. Because <laughs> a lot of times the biggest devil we fight is ourselves. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if my words offended you. But I'm not sorry that the word is offending you. I'm trying to help somebody. Wake up in the morning. Look that devil in the eye. And say, get out of here, devil. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You have no authority here. You have no power here. Because Jesus is Lord of my life. He is the Lord of my heart. He's the Lord of everything that belongs to you. Or that belongs to him. Amen. I'll tell you, my spirit is willing. But my flesh is getting weak. I'm going to go just a few more minutes, Lord, help. Because I don't believe enough has yet been said to touch that very key that God is trying to touch tonight. You say, is it, is it something you got to say? No, not necessarily. It's something you got to say. We heard it from the bishop this morning, and I'm just putting a capstone on top of what he said and say, hey, it's time to speak those things that God said to speak. You say, well, I don't know what to say. I'm not a good orator. I don't know how to speak. I don't know how to say things that I need to say. Let me introduce you to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. It just simply says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2 says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God, let me say it again, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the darkness, over the face of the deep, and He said, and He said, all right, I got a King James Bible here, and it says, and he said, what did he say? 
let there be light. Somebody needs light to shine in the middle of your darkness. Tonight, you need light to come. And God simply is speaking, saying, light be. You get in this word, you'll have what you need to say. I've always heard it. Be careful of name it, claim it. Blab it, grab it. Confess it, possess it. Be careful. But you know what? I think, I think you can proclaim anything out of this book that God says you can have. We're not talking about claiming things that God doesn't want to give you. I'm talking about claiming things that you find in the pages that are written in this book. If He promised it, you could take it to heaven's bank and know that your check is good because it doesn't have your name on it. It has His name written at the bottom of it. Do I need to go back to the beginning of my notes? Some of you are getting tired. Oh, I like that. Luke 18, that's where he found it. Is he going to find faith? Hallelujah. Back to Joshua 3 and 10. Let me get there myself. Joshua chapter 3 and 10. I'm going somewhere on purpose. He will without fail shall drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hittites. You know, if you all know how to say these words, please let me know. (laughs) I've studied up and down and I still fumble over them. You know why? Because it's not important that I know all these names. Not really. He said, and the Hittites... The Hivites, the Perizzites, that should be saying parasites, the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. He mentions all of those. And you know why that's not important for me to remember all of those names? Because when he did away with them, they're no longer a problem to me. Brother Gill. Let's use some practical application like you mentioned this morning. I'm going to tell you what. When God comes on the scene and he removes whatever it is that these represent in your life, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to have to worry about everything any longer because they're no longer going to be priorities in your life. The only reason God puts names on stuff is so that we won't be confused. Do I still have enough power here? The reason God puts names on things, He names them by name, is so that we would not be confused. And I've got news for some of you tonight. You may be in depression. You may be in discouragement. You may be in all kinds of things that I will not name by name, but I'm here to tell you when God gets a hold of your heart, you are no longer going to be defined by your sin. 
if you've been born again, if you repented of your sins, and you've been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of those sins, and you've gotten, pardon that English, you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in an unknown tongue as the Spirit of God gives the utterance, I'm telling you, all that came before can be wiped out. Are you saying once saved, always saved, Brother Cook? No. I'm saying you don't have to let the devil win your heart and pull you down. You can, can live victorious. You can live above your sins. Okay, I'm going to be old school here for a minute. You know, a painter is called a painter because he paints. A clothes washer is called a washer because it washes clothes, right? So what's a sinner? Someone who's actively sinning. A sinner is someone who sins. When you stop your sins, when you stop doing those things, and you turn about face through repentance, and you come through the watery grave of water baptism and have his blood applied to you, I'm here to declare to you tonight, uh, you can come out of that water and be filled with his spirit uh, and become a brand new creature. Everywhere your feet go will become your inheritance. I can tell you right now, I'm not going to be able to finish. But that's okay. They took the ark and they said to all those that were dwelling in tents, when you see the ark of the Lord going out before you, when you see the ministry, how many ministers we have in here? How many be honest and tell me you're a minister? Got two here. Did I miss? There's one here. We got three ministers in the house, four in the house. You know what your job is? Pardon me. I don't overstep the pastor or the bishop. But this is what God showed me for my church where I'm pastoring. He showed me this. He told me to tell the people, and I'm telling this people. He told me to tell you that when you see that man of God, those men of God, Bearing that image of God, that Ark of the Covenant uh, on their shoulders. When you see, you say, what's that? I'm going to tell you what it is. It's this book right here. It's the Word made flesh. It's the Word made spirit. When you see them carrying the Word. Ministers, your job, your main goal is to make sure that you are carrying that ark the way that God told you to carry it and you carry it without stop you just listen to the spirit of the Lord and everybody you need to move when God moves and Joshua commanded them the priest to bear that ark and go down into the Jordan river 
Now, I've preached a message on this type of thing before. And I used to preach Jordan, that river being overflowed, as being under judgment. But I saw something last month when I was in my fast that I've never seen before. And the Bible tells me, or the, the, the name Jordan doesn't mean negative or down. It means a river that flows downward. It flows downward. I know none of you are, none of you are with me yet. But I'm fixing to show you something. The scripture tells us, I don't know if you could see it back there. But it tells us that the Jordan River was overflowing. I don't know if you could pull that particular one up. It was overflowing. Why? Well, it says because it was harvest time. It was during the harvest that it was overflowing. Oh. It wasn't a river of judgment, but it was overflowing. There it is. Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest. You know what time we're in right now? We're actually in the late season of harvest. It's almost over, my friend. But I'm going to tell you, Jordan is overflowing. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. It is overflowing because it's harvest time. There's a Holy Ghost anointing that's overflowing in this house tonight because it's harvest time. And he said, get out there, priest. Stand in the middle of it with that word on your shoulder and get ready because God is going to make a, a powerful move. He's going to show himself in your midst. He's going to show his ability to set people free. Can I have a few more minutes? I am going somewhere, I promise you. We always type the Red Sea as being deliverance out of Egypt, being repentance and water baptism. We type that as that. They wonder a little bit through the wilderness because they're, they're going to the Mount of God to get the Word of God. They struggled a lot during that time because it takes a long time. You know, you can get people out of Egypt in one day, but you can't get Egypt out of people in one day. And until they get the Holy Ghost, they're going to struggle with it. Now, here's where I, I may cross some of your theology. But hear me out, please. If you don't agree, that's fine. Let's agree to disagree agreeably. Because I want to go to heaven. I've heard the old song, God bless them. I crossed the chilly waters of Jordan to get into the promised land of heaven. I've heard that stated. And that's beautiful. That's wonderful. But I don't really, I don't really buy that as being what that means. I think... That crossing the Jordan is a symbol, at least when they crossed, it was a symbol of them going from the repentant and baptism state to the baptism of the Holy Ghost state, walking into the promised land of the Holy Ghost filled life. You say, what do you mean, Brother Cook? I'm glad you asked. Because when they got into the promised land, they still had battles to fight. 
They still had enemies in the land that they had to overcome. And I'm going to tell you, when you get to heaven, there ain't going to be any enemies over there. There's not going to be any battles to fight over there. When you get down on that Jordan... I'm going to tell you, when they came down in that Jordan, the Bible says that the water split and they came apart and they went across on dry ground. The other time they went across on dry ground was when they were in the Red Sea. There's a typology. Let's keep it all straight. They came through Jesus' name baptism, if you will, and then they got the Holy Ghost baptism and they're living in an overcomer's life. Yeah. But while these men stood right there, I'm talking about the ministry. They stood right there in the path. And you know what? They stood there with the word of God. And that was to show every soul, this is where you got to go. You don't go to the right. You don't go to the left. You go right across this dry ground because we're getting ready to go into our inheritance. Oh, you're not shouting now. Is it because you're just listening? Now, here's the interesting thing. Joshua said, he chose out 12 men. And he said, you go where the feet are of the priest, and you grab stones from where they're standing. Take them over to the other side where you're going to be abiding. Let me say that again. You take 12 stones from right here where the path has been made clear to you by the men of God. And you take them over to the other side where you're going to be abiding so that you'll put them right there. So for what? For your own glorification? No. No. So that your children, when they walk by, they'll say, what meaneth these stones? I'm going to tell you what, we need to start building altars when God gives great deliverance. We need to start building stone memorials to say, this is where God did it for me. This is where God set me free. This is where, and it will build your faith. It will keep your faith strong to know that you cannot forget what is there. Now, if I stopped right there, I would be doing you a big injustice because it's weird when you read the scripture a little closer there. Joshua does something that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to our natural mind. You know what he says to do? He said, from over here on the bank, he said, grab you some stones, walk back out here where the men are that are standing bearing the ark, and you place them there. Now that doesn't make sense, does it? You took stones out, brought them over here, and now you're going to take these stones, you're going to put them over here. You know what I'm trying to get you to understand tonight? God has a visible, He has a visible witness, and He has an invisible witness. Because when the water flowed back over, those stones, they couldn't be seen with the natural eye. But they knew they were there. You know why? Because when you get the Holy Ghost, there's an outward sign and there's an inward sign. 
The inward sign you may not see very much, but there's an outward sign that we cannot deny. There's an outward sign, and I'm going to tell you, it's going to show up in your walk. It's going to show up in your talk. It's going to show up in your life. It's going to show up as you walk this life. You will show faith. My, my, my. All right, I'm going down for the big hurrah. Here's my Bible. I don't go very much places without it. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I spend a lot of time in Scripture. You know why? Because I've learned sermonizing is just that. Sermonizing. But when I'm preaching and I stay in this Word and it comes directly out of here, it brings results. Let me correct that. He brings results. This is not a it. It is a he. The Holy Spirit is a he. His name is Jesus. If you don't know him, you can know him before you leave here tonight. He wants to be your savior. He wants to be your king. He wants to be the Lord over every situation. But it's going to be up to you to speak it and to say, Lord, let it be. Bishop, I'm trying to quit. My, my. Joshua 4 says this. I'm I'm skipping a few things, but we're going to go into chapter 4 real quick. There won't one of you be able to say tonight when you leave here that Brother Cook did not tell you truth. I'm doing it intentionally tonight. Because I've got news. The Lord showed me at the beginning of this year that I better get intentional. I better get intentional because He's going to hold it accountable for me. Everything that I do, He's going to hold me accountable for those things that I do intentionally for Him. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel, Paul said. Oh, let me hurry. Chapter 4, verse 1 says this. And it came to pass, when all the people were clean, passed over Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, and it goes on to tell us about the twelve men that he took out of every tribe. And he commanded them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and carry them over to, uh, with you. And leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of Jordan, and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. Forever. 
Folks, I'm going to tell you, the church is not here just as a passing entity. We are here to leave a mark in this world. And that mark is going to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And that He is the Christ, the very Christ. Oh, let me hurry. Verse 9 says this. And Joshua set up, here it is. You think I was missing it? Read it right here, verse 9. And Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests which bear the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there to this day. Now it's at the day of the writing here. I don't know if they probably are still there. I don't know. There is some opinion that that might have been where John the Baptist was baptizing people. That's just a conjecture. They believe it was where he was baptizing people. And when he told those that were coming to repent and they were coming, he said, don't you cry and say you have Abraham, your father. Because he can raise up from these stones right here. He can raise up from these stones. Oh, I'm going to tell you what, I don't know if it was the same stones or not, but I'll tell you what, if it was, I'm going to tell you, God put those stones there for a memorial so that you cannot, you cannot take this privilege on yourself, but you can only say, thus saith God, He will be with me. He will not forsake me. He will not turn away from me. And verse 24, that all the people of the earth, all the people of the earth. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm right now I'm part of this earth. You're part of this earth. The nations that you served in, it's part of the earth, right? He said all the people of the earth might what? Might know. The hand of the Lord that it is weak. That it is not able. That's mighty. That ye might. Now that word fear doesn't mean we quake and cower down. It means that you might have a total obedience and reverence for the almighty God who just simply speaks and worlds come into order he just simply waves his hand and everything comes to power and comes to exist I'm here to tell you there's not a soul in this house that he cannot change there's not a soul in this house that he does not love there's not a soul in this house that he does not wish to create a brand new creature in you as you stand in this congregation, I wonder, and I'm going to turn this to Bishop here in just a moment, but I wonder, these altars are now open. If you need God, if you need Him to come into your life and give you faith tonight, if you need Him to do that, will you step out of where you're at and will you come to these altars? Will you let faith rise in your heart? There's been enough word that I preach tonight to bring faith to every hearer. I'm getting ready to be obedient to my bishop. But right now, 
I'm going to speak life to somebody. I speak healing. I speak to the spirit of depression. You've got to leave in the name of Jesus. Now, if I'm walking this way, don't think I'm just talking about it here. He could be over here. But I'm speaking it all over this house. Souls be delivered right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, come down. I'm not commanding the Holy Ghost. I'm just giving him freedom to have his will. You don't command the Holy Ghost. We don't need to get tripped up over that. I don't tell Jesus what to do. He tells me what to do. If you got a need in your body, if you'll come right now to this front right now.